0: I'm Jo Chanyan. And I'm Donahi, and we are two brand designers who met on Instagram and now we are great friends. We can't get enough
1: about nurturing your brand and your mindset when it comes to building a conscious
0: vision-led business. We love honest conversations and digging deep into the things that contribute to your path in making a positive impact in the world.
1: Hello and welcome to the Brand Journey Podcast.
0: This week we wanted to talk about boundaries. Yes. This is a good topic. I think a lot of us have either have set boundaries or don't have enough boundaries set, and then that can cause some issues in mm-hmm. our businesses and in our life as well, right? And this is something that a lot of us can relate to. And again, like most things, it's ongoing area of improvement. Mm. So we thought we should talk a little bit about this and what this looks like in our business, in our lives, what we've learned, what we are working on, and some things that we're probably going through that we might be able to share with you and hopefully uh, you can relate and also, you know, help you out if you haven't gotten there yet. So, um, Joe, how do you feel about setting boundaries, and oh. <laughs> why do you think, why do you think that this is such a an issue that we we talk about quite often yeah. in the circle of business owner circles? Yeah,
1: absolutely, and especially for business owners, I think this is uh, one of the things that. I think can prevent us from running our business as smoothly and effectively as we would like. And I think the thing about not having enough boundaries or really knowing how to set the boundaries and actually communicate that openly with your customers or the people that you work with, your team members or your clients, is that over time, it can build resentment Whether it is resentment for yourself um, or resentment (laughs) for a project or resentment for the people that you work with, it's not a healthy thing that happens because we're not actually being honest and in the moments where we're not setting our boundaries and actually effectively putting them to good use I feel like we're kind of doing a disservice overall to ourselves and others as well and over time I think not setting boundaries can actually lead into other things like burnout or even like your business not Mm -hmm. really doing as well as it could be so there's lots of things that can come out of that and I think that's why it's an important discussion to have because it's all about the overall health and integrity and sort of that ecosystem of our business. Is it working well from the inside out? Um, Mm -hmm. Because if it isn't, then it's going to cause some issues a little later down the track.
0: Yeah. I think this happens for the most part when We haven't set out these systems that are the structure, right, that we really need for our own processes and our own schedule in our own life. And then when things happen, we just don't have anything to fall back on or anything Mm. to follow. And then another thing, too, it it goes back to the people pleasing, Mm. you know, the wanting to not make anybody unhappy or just making sure that our clients. Are, are happy. And the whole idea yes. of the client is always on the right, uh, yes. you know, and wanting for them to have a great experience, not wanting to ruffle any feathers. And I think that's good, but mm-hmm. I think it shouldn't affect us, right? Like not to disservice us, ourselves. So we shouldn't risk our own mental health or sanity or our time, you know, make other people happy. There are better ways of of handling those things. Yeah.
1: And there's absolutely like a, a balance that needs to exist in order for both the client or the customer or the team to have a really great experience versus us sacrificing aspects of ourself to ensure that everybody is happy. And I think this, as you were saying, like this comes ultimately, initially from a, a good place because we want to mm-hmm. serve and... Mm-hmm. As high-achieving, intentional business owners, I think most people have this huge purpose to serve and give all of themselves to their work, mm-hmm. or it might not even be work in some cases. You might not have the boundary settings um, with your family or with your friends. So this is like a wider issue, not just for work, but sometimes it it is a yeah. reflection of maybe how you behave in your life as well. Having an understanding of boundary setting and even what your own boundaries are and what those limits are, even like having some sort of list where we have them written down can be really helpful because it just serves as a gentle reminder of what to notice when things go in and out of balance in our lives.
0: I was going to say, I like that what you said about writing it down. Like it sounds Mm. kind of silly, but The thing is that sometimes we're not even aware, Ah, right? That we don't have those boundaries and we sort of keep living life in this way without these boundaries that cause resentment, whether it's with family or friends or work or business related things. So I think, first of all, understanding why certain things are happening to you. And, you know, if you're feeling obviously negativity towards people and resentment, seeing like how can that be avoided? Mm. But yeah, like being aware of those boundaries so if you're not aware then it's it is helpful to write those things down and almost having them as like you said reminders but like as little goals that you can keep working towards, you know, the saying no's and all of these things that we're going to talk about.
1: Yeah. What we wanted to also cover was some of the things that maybe as we were saying like what does that actually look like in our lives? What does having Little or no boundaries in our work look like, or in, even in our life as well. Mm-hmm. So, what are some of the things that maybe you've noticed in your own life, or maybe noticed just about not being able to set boundaries
0: properly? Like, how has that
1: kind of come up in your life?
0: <laughs> with every project, I learn something new. And yeah, with too. every new client, I learn something new. As I've gone through several projects, several clients. At least when it comes to my business and my process, seeing the things that happen that I don't like for things to happen in a Mm. way that makes me uncomfortable or stressed out or perhaps things like if I didn't have a clear set of expectations with my clients at the beginning of the project and let's say I don't really tell them exactly how we're going to communicate, what days we're Mm -hmm. going to communicate, what time I'll be able to be available for them, what days of the week I focus on client work, or the fact that I'm not going to be able to respond immediately. Those are some boundaries I've set in place regarding those kinds of things. And then I'm not going to spend, you know, the first part of my day doing admin work or checking emails or, I don't know, do something that I don't really enjoy doing first thing in the morning because I need that time for myself. Yes. And then at the same time, at the end of the day, like setting that boundary, like, do I want to work till nine o'clock in the morning every single day? Or can I work towards a boundary that says, okay, my work ends at six o'clock? And that's what I'm working towards, whether I have two or three days out of the week that I go past that, but that's what I'm trying to do. Mm. One thing for me is I get easily overwhelmed. So I try to simplify my my life as much as possible. Mm. But one thing that I work towards is I can't really meet with people more than twice a week. That is already a lot for me to fit in the schedule. So, you know, that's another boundary is that a, do you mean by like personal catch-ups? Is that what you meant? Let's say if you go see family members or if you hang right. out with friends or if you have to go somewhere, like any sort of social activity. Mm. I can't do anything on like Sunday nights, for example. It just stresses me out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like back-to-back stuff because I feel like I don't have any break. Yes. Knowing those things that for me affect me and stress me out, I have to set boundaries around my schedule so that I don't end up stressed out. Mm -hmm. Those are some examples for me that I've definitely put in place in the past few years. Yeah. What about you?
1: I remember going through like a very introverted time in my life at one point where I felt like I could only stay in a party or a social gathering for a certain number of hours before, like, my energy oh, starts to kind yeah. of dwindle down. It's really interesting because I felt like I, I mean, this is a separate conversation and discussion around over-identifying with certain traits. But because at that point I I was really like hooked into the fact that I was an introvert and I was like going around telling everyone I can't do this because (laughs) I'm an introvert. So this is why there's a boundary in my, in place. I mean, this is why boundary setting is so interesting as a topic is because sometimes we can set like really tough boundaries for ourselves that probably Could be relaxed a little bit too. And this is an Mm -hmm. example of when I was too rigid with my boundaries. And I became very aware of any time I was at a party. It was almost like I had a timer uh, that I was like constantly like kind of chasing. And you weren't relaxed. I wasn't relaxed. I wasn't having a good time. And it kind of ruined the experience because I was like, my boundary says I can only be here for a certain amount of time before my energy. Dwayne, like uh, dwindles down, sorry. <laughs> um, and
0: so
1: <laughs> but it's it became like such a burden that I defined for myself. In the end, I ended up like this didn't happen until I moved to Japan, where I was like, I felt more At ease around socializing, and I didn't feel like I had to be this party person at every party. I could just be myself. And I think I realized in that moment I was probably forcing myself to be this other version of me at a party where I was like entertaining or like interesting, doing interesting things. All of that kind of stuff puts so much pressure on the social interaction. That was an example of, I guess, when I was too rigid with my boundaries. Um, And so what it meant afterwards around adjusting that boundary was similar to you. I just realized that, okay, like I'm happy with a certain amount of space between like parties and social interactions, um, but I'm not going to be super tough on those ones because I feel like there is a little bit of give in that particular area of my mm-hmm. life. When it comes to work, I think one of the things that I'm constantly working on is communicating upfront and honestly about like when my boundaries are kind of at their limit and doing that before it hits before people like go over the limit yeah you sometimes notice there's like a gradual encroachment onto those limits and so I think that's a great time to have the conversation Rather than once someone's stepped over the boundaries over and over again, like they're basically on the other side of your like little garden and they're like doing stuff in your garden and you're like, okay, that's too much. Like you want to <laughs> have that conversation with them in a way where it's friendly, open, where you're relaxed and not defensive. I think that's the other thing I've, yeah. I've been really it's hard. learning about this.
0: It is, it is. It's hard to come back. Or to even have that conversation once you've reached that point, because you're feeling negative feelings, you know, you're Mm. you're feeling either robbed or used or whatever it is that you're feeling. So it's difficult to come back and like rectify because then you get into this area of confrontation and having to have difficult conversations. Yeah. So yeah, I like paying attention before it's too far and and addressing it then.
1: Yeah. And also some of the nitty-gritty stuff could be just like day-to-day miscommunications or not even as we yeah. said before like not even having those systems in place can really impact how we set those boundaries properly and effectively for some businesses terms and conditions or having a contract I think for all businesses <laughs> I don't know why I said some but for <laughs> all businesses having a working agreement or terms and conditions for your customers or your clients or you know Members of your staff, that's really important. And making sure that that's updated is just part of that, which is going to make boundary setting a little bit easier because you're able to have those conversations. If everybody understands the working agreements that need to be taken into account and also that regular communication, if you have people on your team, if you're collaborating with your clients on things, it's really nice to work that into the ongoing relationship in a way that's really constructive rather Mm -hmm. than offensive or defensive. So, there is a really yeah. positive way to set your boundaries. And it's really about ensuring that both people's needs are met on either side as well.
0: You know, anticipating, especially when you're part of a, a repeating process or when you've done something several times before and you're either dealing with a new client or a new team member or, you know, somebody that you hired that's new, being able to have that conversation about what obstacles you could be facing mm. in the future, anticipating issues or problems oh. or obstacles yes. and addressing those things before, because you know that potentially what could happen later. That point. When yes. um, I talk to clients about feedback or when mm. we talk about meetings at the beginning, explaining to them like, hey, you know, making sure, reminding them along the way, like after every meeting, you know, one day to provide feedback, please provide it by this time on this date, being very clear um, Mm. when things are due. And then as far as meeting goes, just like, hey, next meeting, we're going to have it on this day at this time. Mm -hmm. If they need to do anything before that meeting, tell them what they need to be. So it's sort of thinking ahead so that, there's no room for interpretation. And I think this Mm. also goes back to contracts. Mm -hmm. You know, we write all these things on the contract and it's very clear and it states it there and people sign it. And then in the future, something happens and, you know, they don't do what the contract says you're supposed to do. And we're like, you read it in the contract. It's in the contract. Why are you not clear about it? You signed it. But the thing is that people don't don't really read (laughs) very much. We we tend to skim through things and information, reminding them of those sticky things that tend to get lost in translation, especially when you've done it so many times. So again, it goes back to that setting of expectations and being very, very clear so that you are staying within those boundaries that you set out for yourself so that your schedule doesn't get messed up because of, mm. you know, they miss something or that you receive your payments on time or that you're not caught up in this like being ghosted by a client or something mm. like that. You know, it's, mm. it's like anticipating those problem areas. And it's better to sound like a broken record mm-hmm. than to <laughs> later feel like people just I didn't. didn't didn't get it or you, yes. know, you assume things. So yes. when it comes to processes, you go well above <laughs> what you have to say and do to mm. make sure you're clear and they're clear and that they understand and that you get confirmation that they understand. Because mm. in the end, when those boundaries are not set, you're the one that's going to be hurting because then you're the one that's going to have to scramble and. You know, it's just such a headache. So anticipating problems and addressing them before they happen.
1: I love that. This is something that I'm constantly working on. And it's one of the reasons why I was saying I wanted to talk about the boundary setting episode today, because it is something that I struggle with being a people pleaser recovering people Mm -hmm. pleaser it is a continuous practice but it's also looking for these parts of how we do business that we could do better the next time around so I think like Mm -hmm. all of this is making me realize ah like that conversation could have been so much easier I could have avoided like working on weekends and all of that kind of stuff if I only had that conversation up front and I don't know why I was so scared to have that you know like sometimes I wanted to make sure my client was happy so much so that I would be willing to give up my own aspects of you know a healthy Mm -hmm. life balance to make sure their project was done in time even though like maybe the scope has changed or of that kind of stuff or like late feedback was delivered yeah. that's where we can get into these slippery slopes where the timelines and the deliverables and the scope becomes rather unclear I have to say that it's a lot better than when I first started doing business. I think like six years ago, oh, for sure. <laughs> there were like so many lessons to learn. Like you were like, Oh, I'll just be ghosted by clients left, right, and center, you know, like come back whenever you want. Sure. <laughs> Whereas now I feel like my contract is definitely up to date. There's so many improvements that I've made along the way. It's just these little things that kind of pop up every now and then that I just need to tend to and refine and mm-hmm. improve. And I think The other thing that I've noticed is like every project that I have, because not every project is the same, is going to run the same as every other thing that I've done before. Like every time I take on a new project, there are new challenges because I tend to want to do bigger projects, work with different types of clients as well and continue to expand my comfort zone. And I noticed that when I expand my comfort zone, my boundary setting limits Or the degree of how I set my boundaries disappears a little bit, or it gets a little bit messy just because I'm not, I haven't gone through a similar project before. Right. And I'm not sure what those boundaries sometimes even need to be until I've unfortunately gone through the experience. But I see that as just
0: learning. um, Yeah, it's like growing pains or a transitional period where those sort of things are expected. Yes, yes.
1: Um, So I think like the other thing that it might look like for your business could be, and these are just some of the things we kind of like, recognized within our own businesses in terms of boundary settings is around, as we said, not raising those difficult discussions early on or like not having those conversations, even though they're uncomfortable upfront. Sometimes it's not clear, right? It might not be a Mm -hmm. really defined problem at that stage, but it might intuitively be something like, I don't know if that person understands or we're on the same page about this particular thing. Regardless of whether it's a design business or you're running a service-based business, you have some kind of miscommunication and you're kind of like, I don't know if they're mm-hmm. on the same page. So even raising that is going to be really good as soon as you see there to be some sort of cloudiness in the in the con- conversation or con- communication. Um, and yeah.
0: Yeah. I actually, I, I have a good example of that because I had a client who I was having such a hard time getting them to consistently understand the process of this one project. And they kept asking me going like, I'm not sure. I thought they got it after me explaining it. And then they said, Yes, and they would sign things and confirm things through email. And then when it would we would have the conversation over the phone, it was clear to me that they didn't quite understand. Mm. So then I had to re-explain everything, making sure. And it's tough, right? Cause sometimes you're just like, Why don't you get this? <laughs> like we've talked yes. about this so many times. Yes. But that was that was uh, an example of how when you see the potential issues that could happen. So if I if I didn't recognize that, if I didn't see that happening and I sort of let it go, mm-hmm. I knew that later on that could be a problem that that could either extend my working hours. Mm-hmm. It could go wrong in the sense that I could create something that that we weren't on the same page about. Or that I would create something that when they were expecting something else. So Mm -hmm. I knew that that was potentially what could happen if I didn't keep readdressing these expectations. So it felt like a broken record, but I wanted to cover myself and just say, I don't care how many times we're gonna have this conversation. I wanna make sure that every single time I speak to you, mm. <laughs> that we're gonna like oh. Yes, do you understand? Yes, do you see me? Is this clear? Yes. <laughs> so And that would have been so helpful for her as well. Yes. <laughs> I hope so. But I mean, I, I think I think it was, obviously. But yes. it's super annoying, but I think you just sometimes you just have to do that. Yes. And that's and I that's think okay. like
1: Customers and clients probably, I I would say they really appreciate the double checking of that because if it's really clear for them, they're like, okay, I get how the process is going to work. So full steam ahead. Like there's no questions after that. Or they feel like there is a openness in that communication channel that Mm -hmm. if anything became Mm -hmm. sort of unclear, they could always get back in touch. And I think this is really interesting because uh sometimes during the onboarding process so this is probably more for service based businesses but sometimes during the onboarding process you might get questions about terms and conditions about your contract or working agreement from clients and initially this was really interesting but when i first saw these questions coming back from potential clients i was like oh no they don't trust my terms and conditions mm, because they're questioning yeah, yeah, yeah. it why would someone Question it and have so many question marks around my terms and conditions, but it was really interesting because I observed myself feeling a bit shaken up by those questions because I felt like they weren't wanting to sign the form or there was like some sort of disagreement like no, not around trust. not, a lot of not trust. no trust yeah mm-hmm. but in actual fact can I say that was the healthiest way of starting the project because then. From that stage, like, of course, like, like me answering the questions, them coming back with any other further questions, that enabled us to have a super smooth process. Throughout, mm-hmm. and it was, that actually paved the way for really wonderful communications. So I would say, like, even though sometimes it may feel like someone doesn't trust you with terms and conditions, or like they're asking a lot of questions, that's probably someone just doing their due diligence to work out where your yeah, boundaries are, yeah. and that's actually a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah, just going to say, a great, yeah, because sometimes things
0: are not it might seem obvious to us, but it might not be to other people. And and that's okay. They just want to make sure that they're also feel like they understand what this actually means. Yes.
1: And they're probably going to be the ones that are going to help you protect your terms and conditions versus a client who might just not even read it and sign it and not ask any questions, but have a lot of miscommunications along the way down the track because they haven't actually read the thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, setting boundaries for ourselves and for our clients and our team members. What are some things we can do?
1: So I think we spoke about a lot of these already, but it's just like a overview, I guess. I think the first one is around being mindful and conscious and Conscious and aware in how you're reacting and responding to different situations Mm -hmm. and making the space just to reconnect with who you are and your sense of self each day, because that will show you what is true for you. And it will help you define your limits and boundaries. We also spoke about like putting that on paper, like writing it down as well. So that's just oh, yeah. something else that you could do to help you further define what your boundaries are for certain projects, certain situations as well.
0: Yeah. And maybe also like, what are we willing to do away with or what are we not willing to sacrifice along yes. that same yes. uh,
1: thought? Yeah. And also like the practice of saying no in that case as well, you know, like when something begins to encroach on your limits instead of, say no only once that limit has been passed over and over again and you should still do that by all means but the practice is around trying to catch that before it happens or before it goes into that weird space where you're like I don't know how to bring this up because <laughs> it's all it's already become a norm in terms of how we work together um so it's just that practice of trying to catch it early and as Donahue was saying before like what are those preventative things that you could put into your business those systems that you could do that you could start doing that will help you get into the practice of saying no and also like I think for me it was just around knowing which boundaries are kind of like very hard line boundaries and which where you need to kind of guard these so that it improves and you know basically ensures that your projects and your business run smoothly versus the ones that you've can kind of have a little bit more flexibility with so that you're not super tight or super rigid with that boundary itself.
0: That also reminds me of, I mean, I guess all of this reminds me of like social media as well. Let's not forget social media boundaries. Mm. I know that we all have to show up and all of that and do what we have to do as business owners to, to get out there. But again, it's like, what are we willing to sacrifice? By spending Mm. all this time in social media. And also the idea of like, does it have to look this way? Being that rigid with like having a very specific thing that it's kind of making your life complicated. Yes. If it's making it complicated or difficult, this boundary is just obviously not working. Yes.
1: Yeah. And I think the other thing is when you're communicating those boundaries, it's to do it in a way where it's for the betterment of everyone involved. It's just a practice Mm -hmm. of consciousness rather than an example for us to act defensive or offensive. So I think you can do it with grace and confidence, but hold your ground at the same time. And one of the Mm -hmm. things that I really love doing is actually sitting down at the end of each week and reviewing how my week went and just observing like what are some of the things that I could kind of put in place that would improve things for next time. So always be on the lookout for continuous improvement in our businesses and also in our life as well.
0: I hope that you uh, were able to relate to this episode. Um, I think this is something like Joe and I were talking about. We are constantly working on these things, learning about boundaries, learning how to set boundaries for ourselves. Obviously, things are not always perfect and, you know, it's just, we just have to keep learning and have to keep working on that so thank you for listening if you feel like any of this was good for you that resonated with you connected with with you and or if you learned something we'd love to hear it so share with us on instagram at the brand journey and um, we'll see you in the next episode see you later bye